everyone welcome back to another episode of crypto chats i'm your host kenzie gleason um this week i have a really interesting topic for you um and it kind of a little bit relates to my weekend my past weekend um only a little bit though and i'll tell you why when we get to it uh but first there are a few things i just wanted to bring up and touch upon before we get into the episode um, number one, I wanted to talk a little bit about the event that I, you know, promoted for a couple weeks straight, High Strangeness Erie. Um, that event happened this past weekend in Erie, Pennsylvania. It was so much fun. Um, our good friend Creepy Carrie put it on, and it was just honestly such a good time. There were so many cool vendors, so many cool speakers, um, a lot of like the soundtrack, the playlist that was playing the whole time was phenomenal. Uh, there were silent movies playing the whole time. All in all, it was just really good, um, a really cool event. So if you ever get the opportunity to go to an event that Carrie has planned, um, definitely take it. She throws a great event and you definitely will not be disappointed. It was so much fun. High Strangers Erie was so great. Um, so my next real quick thing that I wanted to bring up before I get into the episode is that um, I know some of you already know that I do that painting series called Color Encrypteds with Kenzie and Matt. Um, it's a really fun, just like relaxing Instagram live series in which my partner and I um, just basically paint um, whatever weird ideas the audience comes up with. Um, and it's always cryptid themed. And then at the end, we do a giveaway. Um, so this past week, uh, when I was in New York with my partner, we did an episode of that, so if you haven't checked that out yet, you definitely should. It is available on my um, Instagram at the Crypto Chats Podcast, um, and you can watch the whole episode there, um, and then you'll be able to see um, some of the, the fun paintings that we did. Um, but then also, we have the giveaway that we'll be starting, I think I'm going to start it probably next week. Um, and so then you can win some pretty cool art that, you know that we painted. Um, so yeah, that's what I have for little announcements for today. Um, so we're going to get into this week's topic. Now I mentioned a little bit that, um, this topic kind of relates to my time in New York. And the only reason it relates, um, is that the town where this, you know, thing was cited, I'd basically drive through it um, to get to where I'm going every time I drive through New York. Um, so we're talking about the Kinderhook blob today. So I basically drive right next to Kinderhook, New York, um, every time I go to and from um, the area that I go to. So I think next time I will probably have to stop and maybe, you know, look for the Kinderhook blob. So without further ado, um, we're going to kick off this week's episode. Um, so again, we're talking about the Kinderhook Blob. Let's get into it. In 1962, a 10-year-old boy named Bruce Hollenbeck was out exploring the woods behind his family home with his cousin Chari, who was seven at the time, when something unexplainable caught their attention. A strange whistling noise, one similar to a high-pitched train whistle, floated on the breeze, and the boys took to finding the source of the weird noise. They wandered through the trees, following the noise when they came upon a small creature peering at them from around a tree. The creature was small and white, with an amorphous shape that seemed to go back and forth between a bell shape and somewhat like an overstuffed plushie, and it floated above the ground with apparent ease, and despite the, con the boy's conviction that they could feel it staring at them, it had no eyes. 
Naturally, the two children were terrified by the creature that was now floating in front of them, and they ran back home to tell their parents about what they had seen. When the parents took to the woods to flush out the monster that had scared their children, they found no trace of the strange white blob creature. In fact, it wasn't until 1964 that the Kinderhook blob was seen again. An unnamed man had set out for a hike in the same wooded region as the first sighting, and eventually found himself face-to-face with a floating white blob. He ran back to town to tell his friends about what he had encountered, stating that it seemed like as soon as he noticed the creature, it noticed him back and started down the path to him. But his friends did not believe his story. Instead, one of the friends insisted on being shown the spot where it had happened, and the two men armed themselves with shovels and pitchforks and set out to find the mysterious floating blob. Unfortunately for the skeptical friend, um, his friend's story was confirmed when they were met with the floating blob winding through the trees, and the men abandoned their weapons to flee from the forest. The date of the next encounter is blurry. Some say it happened in 1964 and others say it happened in 1978, but the real date is unfortunately a loss of time. Um, But a couple of 14-year-old boys, Barry Scott and Russell Lee, had been out camping about a mile from where the second encounter had happened when they heard what sounded like stomping outside of their tent. Their initial thought was not the blob, as it was said to float, but instead, one of the local bullies coming to play tricks on them, or a bear. But sure enough, when the kids opened their tent, they were faced with the blob, and like the previous encounters, they abandoned their belongings and fled for safety. The only difference in this report versus the others is that the teenagers described this blob to be more ghost-like than the other reports described, but, I mean, it's hard to tell because everyone's perception is a little bit different. Um, One of the teenagers in this specific um, encounter eventually described the Kinderhook blob as something similar to, like, the Virgin Mary, um, which is an interesting, um, that's an interesting thing to compare it to, Uh, you know. So, yeah, anyway, moving on. In 2017, the Kinderhook blob made yet another appearance to a couple of unfortunate and unprepared hikers. The two men, Owen Fairley and Anthony Malinowski, I think that's how you say that, who were just enjoying a nice nighttime stroll through the woods, experienced the shock of their lives when the temperature seemed to plummet around them and a seven-foot-tall blob creature came out from behind a set of trees. They claimed the blob chased them at high speed and that they barely made it out before it caught up to them. Now, each instance of the kinderhook blob is a little bit different um, though there are a lot of overlapping similarities for instance the general description of the creature is just about always the same um, save for the more ghost-like description Um, but the size of the creature seems to vary in each instance Uh, the first encounter in 1962 those two young boys they describe something really small Um, only a couple of feet tall, uh, whereas the most recent encounter from 2017 describes something that's closer to seven feet tall. Um, What is interesting about this is that there is no definitive shape to it, so you kind of can't really put it in a box of like, oh, it was this thing or it was this thing. Um, You know, its defining feature is that it doesn't have a definitive shape, Um, which I think is kind of neat. I think that that adds a little more something to the story, uh, just, it, you know, it makes it harder to write it off as something completely different, uh, especially, you know, it's 
white almost um from some of the encounters it seems like it almost not isn't necessarily illuminated but gives that effect almost because it's you know white a stark white against a a dark forest so it kind of sticks out um but then also this changing in size i guess which to me maybe just feels like maybe it's the same one and it grew or something i don't really know um, I don't have a huge opinion on this specific creature just because I feel like it could go in so many different directions. Um, but I do really like it. Um, I think it's I think it's really interesting and I'm hoping that the next time I drive to New York, I remember that the Kinderhook blob exists and I can kind of go and maybe I'll, you know, go for a little hike by myself and see if I can run into it. Um, or maybe I won't go off for a hike by myself because that seems dangerous. Um, maybe I'll bring bring a friend. Maybe Matt and I will go and go hike, um, look for the Kinderhook blob. I don't know. I think it could be fun. Um, but yeah, that's what I have for you guys this week. Um, as promised, another short episode. Um, soon enough, we'll be back to you know, regular length episodes as soon as I'm done moving. Uh, so for the meantime, I appreciate all of the patience. Um, so just quick reminder that if you haven't watched the newest episode of Coloring Cryptids, um, go do that on at the Crypto Chats podcast on Instagram. Um, you'll see it underneath our reels. It should be the second one up there. Um, so you can get a good look at the creatures, um, creature paintings rather, that we will be giving away uh, sometime next week, probably before next week's episode. So um, make sure you check that out. And yeah, that's what I got for you guys. Keep your eyes peeled for the giveaway. And I hope you liked this episode. I hope to see you guys next time. Okay, bye.